Uh-oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Midweek Mashup. I am your host, Rhonda Holman, with my super special, awesome, and amazing co-host, Julie Varney. We're using this special series to get over the hump of the week, Wednesday. Here's the deal. A lot of us dental assistants have the same issues or problems at some point in time in our career. And Julie and I are going to tackle them, we're going to dissect them, and we're going to pull out those pearls. Well, happy hump day, Julie. How are you? Happy hump day to you, and I'm doing good. How are you, Rhonda? I am great. I am super excited. I really, really think that we're getting some amazing feedback for doing the midweek mashup. I mean, turns out there's a lot of dental assistants that have a lot of questions that don't necessarily get a broad spectrum of options for, you know, whatever the question happens to be. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so I assume if we're going in order, this is your week for your first uh, post. What do you got there, Julie? Oh, let's see. So this comes from the group Dental Assistance Worldwide, of course. Anyone else want to choke out the person who does the schedule? Really, 10 minutes for a new patient tooth pain. With back-to-back crown props and, of course, the first 15 minutes late, the second 30 minutes early, both whom want to be seen now. Endo in the next room. The lazy doctor who walks around the office like a roaming gnome, trying to avoid on, on eye contact with you so you don't call him into the room at 4 p.m. and we close at 5. Oh, Yikes. Yeah. Poor assistant. <laughs> I feel so bad for her because we've all been there. <laughs> yep. And I think, you know, as one that transitioned to the front too, um, it's a front to back that aren't on the same, same wavelength, right? Right. And I think they don't understand what we as dental assistants do back there often and that how the flow of things go. So I think they just see white spaces or they just see that person that calls with the emergency instead of coming back and saying, hey, I got this going on. Where do you think I could put this person? They just put them in anywhere. So then it kind of throws you off and it's more of, you know, sitting down with the front desk and saying, look, we love that you want to put patients in and fill the schedule, but there's only so much we can do. Yeah. You know, what is that? uh, The ideal schedule would be rocks, sand, water, right? Mm -hmm. So you're thinking rocks are big, big operatory projects like uh, Indo or Crown and Bridge. Right. And then you got the sand, which could be, you know, single dual tooth composites. And then the water is like, you know, a post-op check. Like, if you schedule it properly so that the people in the back have a chance to triage appropriately, you don't get these choke points. Yes. That is, and it's true. I mean, and I, it's hard, you know, for the front desk too, because, you know, their goal is to fill the schedule and make it the most productive it can be. But we also have to think about the, the, the team in the back of 
you know, there's only so much work. And especially if she is the only assistant there, or maybe there's someone else, there's only so much your two hands can handle. Yeah. What is that? I wish I had four hands. I can't be in three. We wish we were, you know, had six (laughs) hands or we wish we could clone each other. So you could be in one area and I could be in the next. I mean, it's, it's hard. And I think that this assistant should just go to her front desk and say, look, I am all for, but this is craziness when I'm the only person back there and I can't do it all. And that's when, you know, you don't want to run late. You don't want to keep patients waiting. And you also, I mean, she said that someone showed up 15 minutes late. Well, the front desk did also have some type of late rule that they get rescheduled or maybe they have to wait or something to make our lives a little less hectic and stressful back there when we want to do it all. But we really can't do it all. Yep. You know, and it's funny too. I see this a lot. Like say you have an extra hygiene room, right? Mm-hmm. And the front desk, if you haven't spent the time with them to tell them about each procedure, because I think that's really enlightening for somebody at the front to understand what actually happens in the back. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a huge fan of like some cross training, uh, but yes. just, you know, explain to them, okay, this is why a root canal is scheduled for this much time because look at all these moving parts or, you know, like just because the hygiene room's empty doesn't mean I have a doctor or assistant that has time to make it over there. <laughs> yes. And, and that's one thing I can say that they, that I used to do as a front is I would go back and talk to whoever's schedule. Fill, cram in, do whatever to modify, change it, take a patient out, but I would communicate with them. So there's a lot of, the big issue is the communication part. Yes. Um, you know, is just having your front desk come back to you and say, Hey, Sally Sue, can we put this patient in here or where would it best fit? Whether it's the hygienist, hey, your patient is 20 minutes late. Um, what can you do on them or do you want to see them at all? Instead of just saying, oh, she'll be out with you in a minute. Yeah. So, yep. That's know, where the that animosity assistant. comes in because mm-hmm. the back And that's where the teams, the <laughs> yes, and they do. And, you know, the teams just don't align and, and they start, it starts wearing and it gets very stressful. And, you know, like I said, if this a poor assistant is the only person, she can only do so much. Yes, because, you know, it's not always about quantity, it's quality of care. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason there's a schedule. And yes, I understand that if someone calls and they're an existing patient and they have a toothache, yes, absolutely, no matter what, you bring them in that day. Okay, because they are your they're your family, right? That's their dental home. But you just need to make sure that you set that patient's expectations up properly hey, we are squeezing you in. We have two Mm -hmm. crowns back to back or, you know, they don't understand that terminology, but you can just say, hey, our schedule's super full. Um, Mm -hmm. Just be patient with us. I promise we will at least, you know, see what's going on in there and try and get you out of pain. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, a lot of assistants move to the front desk. If there's an assistant working as front desk now, they have the experience. Maybe they could bring, the patient back and take the x-ray and say, you know what, the doctor will be right with you. So they could help facilitate the flow. Cause I know as an assistant that moved to the front desk, I used to go back and spend sometimes hours a day cleaning up, facilitating the flow, you know, helping out others so that it would move along quickly. Cause we only had one assistant in the back and she can't do it at all. Nope. You know? Yeah. Can't do it all. Our, our front desk is amazing. I mean, we are true team, right? So like if, um, one of us are, are stuck with another patient. One of the girls from the front will come back and do comprehensive exams with the doctor. You know, the stuff that you can do, even if you're not a dental assistant, just the clerical portions, you know, because there's some things at the front desk that can wait. 
but that patient in that operatory that's scheduled for X to X time, that's their time. We got to make it, you know, we have to mm-hmm. make it a, a priority. Yes, it definitely does. Definitely does. So, so what do you yeah. have today? <laughs> oh, my turn. What do you oh, have? Your oh, this, turn. This is a really good okay. one, Julie, because sure. we've all dealt with it. Okay. So I've got this post out of Dental Assistance Worldwide, and it says, I swear if I see another darn x-ray with earrings, how many excuses have you all gotten about removing facial jewelry? So frustrating. I just got it pierced or I can't take it off. Oh, or my favorite. I can just cover it with my hair so you can't see them. (laughs) Mm. Yes. Oh, Oh, man. You know, I have a personal experience from this one. So I'm in the operatory. I've got a young teenage boy and a mother. And Mm -hmm. it's a comprehensive exam, and we need a panoramic x-ray, right? we got to look for those third molars. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I'm sitting there, and I I asked the patient, I said, you know, do you have any facial piercings or anything from the neck up that might be radiographic, metal? And he says, no, and looks at mom, you know, kind of weird, but, you know, I shrug it off. We go to the pano machine. We get the radiograph. Sure enough, this kid has a nose ring, like one of those little U-shaped ones in the middle of his nose. He had flipped it up. <laughs> oh, like a bullhorn type yes, thing. The bullhorn. Mm-hmm. He had flipped it up so you couldn't see it. And uh, yeah, so of course, mom sees it on the x ray. What's that? I'm like, um, you know, and then I'm stuck in this crazy awkward position. The poor kid has to come clean to mom. <laughs> yes. But they don't understand, like, is there a way that we can get rid of this choke point for those patients that don't want to take out their jewelry? Like, do we, we, we reword it when they're coming in for a comprehensive exam? Say, you know, the day before, just make sure that if you have any facial jewelry, let's go ahead and take it out because we're going to need to take a series of radiographs that, that, that jewelry will actually hamper our ability to diagnose and see stuff. Or right. and- do you suggest like the plastic earrings? Hey, you know what? Tonight, I just need you to switch out anything that's metal into one of those little plastic ones. Does that, I don't know if that's even a I Yeah, I mean... I think that's something you could go over in the new patient appointment or even, you know, bring it into enlightenment that the x-ray, you know, the metal reflects and it will distort the diagnostic quality. Like we might not be able to see everything we see because of the reflection or the, the added object that we don't need. So, so we don't have to retake it, have you take it out and retake it, right? Right. We can limit you of being exposed to radiation can we just take it out in the first place? Yeah. And it so, would make it way less awkward, especially if it's mm-hmm. a situation like I had to deal with. <laughs> yes. Well, absolutely. And it's funny you say that because when I taught dental assisting, that's what happened when we were doing panos on each other. And I was like, I had never seen it before and we didn't know she had it. And I was like, uh, did you have something wrong with your nose? Like you did and she's like, oh, I got this thing. And I'm like, what would possess you to do that and not tell us? I'm like, now I have to, you know, because it caused a big, huge, like, yes. up in her sinus, this, you know, reflective circle or something. And she's like, I didn't realize it. You know, she's like, I just totally, and she honestly just totally forgot about it. You know, especially if you're, you don't feel your own earrings in your ears unless they're weighing them down. Yeah. So, but I think with patients, we just have to be more focused on the why and in the how and it only takes two seconds here give them here's a little bowl for them or here's a little sterilization pouch or but that way we don't have to expose you again when we have to retake it 
because we didn't see what we needed to see. Yeah. But it is is a common (laughs) thing that people say, oh, I just got it done or, you know, well, it's two seconds. It'll go right back in. Yes, it will. And it's okay. You know, like this is, like you said, it's, it's unnecessary radio, radiographic exposure when you're Mm -hmm. not up front with them. And then when you don't word it right to get them to take the jewelry out in the first place, you know? Yes. And it's funny. Okay. As a segue from that, Julie, I really want to talk about dental assistants that don't ask about removable partials before taking radiographs. Cause there's a chunk of us that, you know, either we're really new or we just are in a hurry and we don't ask. And then you send the doctor these set of bite wings (laughs) that are literally glowing with metal. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So, or they don't, they, or they take a panel with a full mouth denture. They don't realize. So it's just being aware of those are the type of questions you have to ask. Do you have anything that comes out? before I take your x-ray or, you know, do you have a denture or partials and also reviewing their chart? I mean, if they're new, of course, you're not going to have that in there, but if they're an existing patient, it should be in there, whether they have partials or dentures. Yep. And I don't know where, you know, they're, they're noted on the chart, but there's gotta be, if you can read the chart, there's gotta be some type of indication that they don't have all their teeth and they might have partials or dentures. Yeah. You know, I dealt, I worked with an assistant. She was kind of new and, you know, we all did it at some point. Oh, I've been there, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, she she tried to argue with the doctor. Okay, guys, don't do that. <laughs> there, She said that she asked the patient to leave the partials in so that she had a more stable structure to bite on when, with the bite wings. <laughs> that poor thing, mm. she was just in her wheels and, you know, yes. wanted to be right, even though, you know, she knew she was wrong. So, you guys, you know, if you do it, it happens. Don't do it again and figure out, you know, when the doctor just tells you why you're doing what you're doing, you know, why it's not appropriate. Don't yes. argue with them. They know what yeah. you're doing. <laughs> and if you're, if you're unsure because of it's going to be unstable, ask someone to help you. Yes. Say, look, you know, I struggle taking x-rays with partials not being in because maybe I don't have any posterior dentition. So how can find someone that can help you, whether you use a cotton roll, you use impression material, anything to help you but ask for help yeah. instead of ta- doing it what you feel is best and then having to listen to the doctor complain or you have to retake them with the partial out and figure it out anyway so it's better to be get it off the bat right out the gate than having to come back and the doctor say yeah those x-rays because you know in your mind those x-rays are not going to be accurate if you keep a partial in <laughs> So, yep. Yep. We'll so, just alleviate that step. Yep. We'll just take it right out of there. Yep. It's happened. It, we struggle with it. You know, just make sure you mm-hmm. learn from your mistake. And I, I did a post like this, Julie, a couple of months ago, and it said, it's okay to learn from your mistakes, guys. Like, don't take it, it is. home. Don't cry about them. Just, you know, process it. Understand mm-hmm. why what you did was wrong. And then don't do it again so that your life, you know, you don't have any time eaters and your life is so much more smooth when it comes to being a chair side assistant. <laughs> well, and the thing is, is, is in my biggest thing too, is we've all, we've, you, me, every other dental assistant has all made the, these mistakes, but it's owning them. And how are we correcting them so we can move forward? Yes. So, and it, there's nothing worse than working with somebody that says, Nope, I didn't do that. Nope. But it wasn't me. Nope. That's nope. 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 It's owning. Yeah. Like, Oh shoot. I screwed up. Yep. How, how can you help me be better? 
So owning your mistakes is a big, big, big asset to me, I feel, for a dental assistant, because that means we're adaptable, we're adaptable to change, and we're willingness to learn things outside of our comfort zone that we might not be experts in or perfect at, you know? Um, so it's just, it's owning it. Yep. Owning it. Absolutely. So, yeah. All right, Julie. What a All great right. episode. I think we really helped distribute some pearls. And, you know, before we end this podcast, I want to cover something that's really important. I think that just, you know, as an expert, excerpt, um, sexual harassment in or outside of your office, whether it's with your dentist or with your dental team, is not acceptable. You right. know when something feels wrong. Yes. You know if it's inappropriate. And it is your job to make sure that whatever is going on that's inappropriate gets addressed properly so that, yes, you may have to be the one that sheds light on it, but no other mm-hmm. dental assistant has to go through the same torture that you go through. Right. And there are proper steps, and now it's going to be put into some OSHA training. Um, a lot of laws are changed because of the Me Too movement. I know in New York State that everybody's going to have next year going to be have to be trained on sexual harassment and how to rectify it or how to where to complain to. And there, this should be gone over as an office. And it just doesn't happen with team members. You could have a patient sexually harass you. Yes. You could have your dental sales rep sexually harass you. But we need clear, precise this is the course of action that you need to take. This is who you bring it to the attention to. This is how we write up a report. This is how it's documented. Because we don't want it to happen to anything where it involves and more and then a dentist or a sales rep or a patient or yourself, that's if you're the one doing the sexual harassment, then it gets a big legality issue. So now in today's society, I believe there's a lot of things and there's a lot of resources out there you know, if you have a, a human resource manager or a company you use, reach out to them and say, hey, we need to talk about sexual harassment in our workplace to make sure our, our, our employees feel comfortable and safe. Just like if you get poked, there's a protocol for that. Yes. There's a step for it, you know, or if you trip and fall or if you have an incident at work, there's always systems in it to protect not only yourself but your employer and how to properly deal with it. Yes. Yes. So these things, and they shouldn't be swept under the rug. No. So no sweeping. Yes. So it's going to be uncomfortable, but, a good point, but there's a reason for it guys. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that you, that you just, you gotta stand up for yourself and know the difference between right and wrong. Cause no one deserves absolutely to have to, you know, have this extra burden in their life because of somebody else's actions. Right. And there's a ton of companies that will give you free advice. You know, Brett and Erickson, Cedar Solutions, in our dental realm, that you could reach out to them and ask them, and they could point you in the right direction. So there's, you know, the SHRM Association, which is for the Society of Human Resource Management. I mean, every office should belong to that because there's a lot of good tools. So just giving people the tools, I think, is important. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right, Julie. All right. Well, thank you for the midweek. You're welcome. Up. We are totally yes. getting over the hump of the week. We are. And on to turkey day tomorrow. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> gobble, gobble. <laughs> Have a great holiday, everyone. Thank you. All right. Take All right. care. Bye, Julie. Bye.
Thanks so much for tuning in to Midweek Mashup. We are getting over the hump of the week Wednesday every week. Julie and I are super accessible. If you guys need to contact us, Facebook Messenger is the way to go. We will continue to fight the good fight and any conditions that we see that pop up on the social platforms that we think we can help with, we totally are on board. If you guys ever need anything, you just reach out to us. But until next week, keep on suctioning.